Welcome back to Podcast and Color the Podcast. I'm Barry, lover of podcasts. I'm teaching a class on podcast etiquette on social media. Going to be all my thoughts on what you need to have to have a great social media presence in the simplest way. I created some templates I might put online after, still thinking about it. All in all, it's been a fun experience to create for House of Pod. Right now on podcastandcolor.com, the Mother's Day spotlight is up along with the April podcast supporters of Podcast and Color, the financial supporters. I'm keeping up the Mother's Day spotlight until the end of the week. I did six podcasts around moms, some mom interviews, a great therapy for black girls episode, um, building boundaries with moms. Hadijah with Black Ass Podcast did a wonderful episode on death last year after her mom passed. I made sure to do a range of mom experiences and even included an episode on why one podcast host wasn't speaking with her mom. Check them all out on the first page of podcastandcolor.com right now. Great news from Black Joy Mixtape. They're developing a game show that will be on Stitcher Premium. That's going to join Just Explains It All and Fruit Podcast on Stitcher Premium. Looks like they're ramping up the Black Podcast on Premium. I still haven't been convinced to pay for the premium yet. My list for free podcasts is still super long. So, you know, it kind of just depends on the content, but no one has convinced me yet. Podcast merch store means it's available whenever you would like to buy. I'm thankful to Merch Direct for taking care of the hard stuff for me. So all I have to do is load in the designs and you can go in there and buy whatever t-shirt, tank top or sweatshirt or jacket that you'd like. So just know if you decide to buy some merch, it is a very easy process and ships out pretty quickly. And you can find a link to the merch store on podcastandcolor.com. And thank you, Merch Direct, for giving me access to have a merchandise store. After my last podcast, we heard about Spotify receiving over 18,000 applications for the Woman of Color podcast program. I've seen things created after this, but not by podcasters. Beware programs that pop up now to solve the problem. This has been an issue if you've been paying attention. This program was created behind what Joy Marie of Jobblocks podcast Daytriana, who is a very great designer and does all kind of other creative things also. And I did last May at Spotify. I really wanted to throw a brunch for women of color and podcasting so people could exchange information and link up. Those ladies felt the same. I knew of Joy Marie from Twitter, but we met in person at Podcast Movement in 2016. Also where I met Natalie, who runs the podcast department at Spotify. It was the last day of podcast movement and I was just going up to all the black people and asking if they had a podcast so I could let them know about the podcast directory. She told me she didn't have a podcast, but when I let her know what I did, she gave me her card and things moved on from there. With Joy Marie's organization and Datriana's designs and help, we approached Natalie and she was with it. So we invited 50 women of color to the Spotify NYC offices and they hosted and paid for the food and drinks as long as everybody got themselves there. We had an all-star list of people attend. It was, it was a pretty great event and you can see pictures of the event by looking at the hashtag Amped Brunch. Of course, I have a hashtag. <laughs> so if you look at the hashtag Amped Brunch on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook also, you'll see the pictures from the Spotify brunch and other people talking about it. So something to look at. Natalie was in the room the whole time and this year Spotify decided to do something themselves and pay for it all outright so they could really teach some women who wanted to know podcasting from all over the United States and not just in New York. I'm happy for the program, excited for what's to come from Spotify. Daytriana started working at Spotify right before the brunch last year and Joy Marie just joined Spotify last week. My friends are hustlers and they're grinding and I'm happy we did the brunch last year that led to something even bigger at Spotify this year, you know, expounding on the problem that we saw and we're trying to address. Who saw the issue with women of color in podcasting and stepped up to create spaces for us to link up? Black women. We ain't new to this. We true to this. 
looking for advice with podcasting, um, you know, I see with the huge response to the Women of Color podcasting program, I've seen a lot of people looking for advice in podcasting or things they can do just in case they don't get accepted into the program since the program was such a small number compared to how many submitted. So I will include all the free advice I know about in podcasting in the episode notes and other things that you might be able to, you know, check out if you are looking to pay. If you are going to pay somebody for advice on podcasting, please make sure to ask them what qualifies them to offer advice in podcast. Looking for advice with podcasting? Check out the episode notes. I'll put all the free things you should know you should know there also will be available on podcastandcolor.com under the episode notes. I have tips under the pods and color news blog on the website, slowly trying to put everything into one place, maybe an ebook. I'm not sure thinking about how I'm going to play it all out. So on the pods and color news under podcastandcolor.com, you'll find podcast tips. I did, I don't know, four or five and wrote out whole blog posts. And then I was like, should this be an ebook? And then I stopped and then I'll start doing things on Twitter and then I'll say, this should be an ebook. And then I'll move it to a Google doc or to notes on my phone. So <laughs> trying to get this all in one place. At House of Pod, when a podcast posts a few episodes and goes away, we call it Pod Fade. No, I'm trying not to Pod Fade. <laughs> I am sad Robin Thede's podcast, The Randown, doesn't update anymore. RP, because she has some really funny episodes. Guess not enough interest? I'm not really sure. How to get away with parenting. I never plan on becoming a parent, but I really did appreciate this podcast and the advice that was given. There is an episode on money tips and how to save for your children, like the different types of accounts that don't have fees and all kind of things I didn't know about that anybody with a child or anyone that's saving to help children and want to do it the correct way so that, you know, there's no fees when they want to access the money. Great episode to listen to. Every time I think Hannibal Barris is pod fading on me, he posts uh, another episode. So it more feels like they need to use TaskRabbit to do some of the hourly things that they don't have time for so they can release the episodes faster. I love the podcast. I want it more. He's probably working. I should calm down. I just love the podcast. <laughs> what podcasts have pod faded away that you wish would come back? And please do not add another round. I don't want another speech because people won't respect their boundaries. If they come back, maybe you'll listen. Maybe you won't. They know that. Be cool. Today's interview is with another friend who has grinded his way to greatness at one of the hottest podcast media companies right now. I'm surrounded by people working towards their goals. Not sure why they mess with me when it feels like all I do is smoke weed. But here's my talk with Josh. Okay, so I'm here with Josh. Hey. Josh, do you have any social media that you want to share? Uh, Yeah, I'm regarding Josh on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, and we're going to get into the conversation, but to tell you how I met Josh, mm -hmm. um, he did a show for The Read at the New School, mm -hmm. and I want to say it was Twitter stalking that I figured out <laughs> like that you were a part of it, and I was like, I'm going to follow him and start a conversation, because mm -hmm. that's what I do, mm -hmm. and every time you bring up The Read, I'm be like, hey, I listen to what you're doing, yeah. and then it kind of goes we became friends. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, became friends over being fans, you know? And then I remember at the show, I mm -hmm. figured out who you were, and I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to say hi, uh -huh. so like I connected, because I felt like when you meet somebody, or if you can, mm -hmm. like, say hi. Like, yeah. it's weird to, like, be in the same room with somebody. It costs and nothing. not say, like, you know, I just follow you. I just want you to know that. It's It, it costs nothing, but it is kind of weird sometimes. Because, like, sometimes you feel like, um, I recently, there was, there's this guy that I follow on Twitter, and I followed him on Twitter forever. And we've interacted so many times over Beyonce stuff. And... I knew that he was, how do I say this? I knew that there was going to be a situation in which we were going to interact in person. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll get to meet him. And then I had this thought, like, wait, do we know each other? I don't know <laughs> if we know each other. Like, is it weird if I walk up to him and say, hi, your name? Like, mm. and uh, it's Josh? Like, or do I need to have another introduction? Like, that's a really weird thing that I haven't been able to figure out how to navigate. Not, I mean, like, I've seen Twitter and people say, like, don't say my Twitter name in public. But I'm like, 
What I'm gonna do is come and tell you I'm. I almost said my roof. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me your government, like, girl. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm Barry. I mm-hmm. come up and say I'm Barry or I'm podcast and color and mm-hmm. then people know me from that. But like to me it's just like it gives you a reference of yeah. what it is. And I it's also a light flex when, you know, you've created a brand for yourself online, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I just remember the first time I went to the Read Life and it was in Houston. Mm-hmm. I made my cousin go with me. I get up. Nobody's asking questions. So mm-hmm. like it's these are like the first shows they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Does anybody have any questions? I'm like, Okay, I'll get up. I'm the first person. Mm-hmm. I go to the mic and I go, hi, I'm, and I said my Twitter ad at the time, and I was like, Crystal follows me. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. And they were like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's the uncomfortableness that right. you hope like, doesn't right. happen. Doesn't happen. <laughs> it's so awkward. It's so awkward. I remember I went to school in... I don't want to age myself, but I went to school the first undergrad, the first year that Facebook was like available to everybody. Um, And I remember the summer before freshman year, everybody friended everybody. And so like we would go to like a party or like the bookstore or like the cafe and you would see somebody and you would say, do I know you? Do I, are you in a class with me? Oh, no, Facebook. <laughs> it's from Facebook. Uh, it's so awkward trying to, like, na- like trying to figure out how to, like, how, like, online life and, like, real life are parallels, but also the same, but also different. It's hard. Like, combining it. Because I'll be feeling overly comfortable. But I think <laughs> I've been, I feel like I've been on Twitter for, like, Eight or nine years. Yeah, so, same. like, you know me or, like, I've reacted or something. Same. Like, it's nothing. I'm like, if I can introduce myself to Kier Fury and we know how disgusted he can be with people, like, mm-hmm. I can do it to just about anybody. Yeah. Like, if I really want to meet them, I'm like, we can make this happen. If yeah. I want to meet somebody, I'm going to meet them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a good attitude to have. <laughs> um, what podcast app do you use? Just the standard one. I tried using um, other ones, um, like, Pocket Casts and... I don't know. Like, I think I just used, like, the standard iOS one so much that it just a second hand now. And it's, like, more of a, a um, what's it called? Like, it's hard, It's just, like, a hindrance to, like, try to learn some new app. I feel like it's only a matter of time before you do Pocket Cast or something else. It's, a, it's just, like, it just takes that one time for you to get frustrated when you're trying to download. But what or do you get frustrated right? with? I feel like when I open it, it, I'm waiting for it to update. Like, when I open Pocket Cast, it tells me I can look at the new, like, list. It's not, like, still trying to re-change mm-hmm. where the photos are, mm-hmm. like, who updated Pocket Cast. It's mm-hmm. just there. And it's in list format. Okay. So, for to me, I'm just like, I like that I can open it and say, like, I was somewhere on Wi-Fi, and I said, okay, let me just do this one button. Then I see all the new releases, and I can only, I can just put, bam, download, download, download. Mm-hmm. Three yeah. minutes later, I'm walking out the door, and there's no, like, extra, okay, it's finished updating. I know the read is up, so why isn't it telling me the read is up? Or, like, you know, other things. So. That is really annoying. Like, especially, like, the main place that I listen to podcasts is probably on the train, because I am I live in New York. And so, um, there's anyone that's been to New York or lives in New York knows, like, the Wi-Fi situation in the subways is awful. And, but sometimes, like, when you get to a station you'll have, like, 30 seconds. Like, when they're like, um, we are now at Times Square. Yes. Please be aware of the closing doors. Like, you have, like, 30-second window to, like, be like, okay, download, download, download. And if it doesn't download in that window, you're riding all the way up to the next stop. Like You're without, trying. Mm-hmm. You're, like, still trying to get in that window. So yeah. I just like that quick response and that yeah. it doesn't make me feel like... Like, I know I'm going to have it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one time, Acast, I thought I hit. Like, it was only, like, halfway downloaded. And when I got to the bus stop, I was sick. <laughs> like, I was sick. Like, I just remember sitting there, like, now I got to stream this. And that's when I really, you know, data mattered a little bit more. So yeah, I was yeah, a little yeah. bit more stressed. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, I'm just like, I still like to have my data when I need it. Because you never know when you're going to you be somewhere. You and you're going to have to, like, stream video or something. Like, Especially Beyonce going to do York. something. I'm like, okay, I got to stream YouTube for a whole hour. <laughs> I gotta be out here with no Wi-Fi, and I'm gonna do it too. You expect like, me to show up to my friend's party without knowing this choreography? I think not. No. Am I not gonna know what Beyonce did? <laughs> exactly. No. So, okay, what are a couple of podcasts you're subscribed to in the Purple app? Let's see. 
Um, I recently have gotten into like daily podcasts. Okay. I like them a lot. I listen to them like as I get ready in the morning. Um, I guess that's another place where I listen to podcasts. Um, I'm getting into like Today Explained by Vox. Um, and The Daily, obviously, by the New York Times, and Up First, NPR. Um, let's see, what else? Um, Who hosts Up First? Don't make me men? laugh. No, I mean, like, men or women. Um, a man and a woman, usually. Oh. I think they rotate out the hosts a little bit, but I feel like the guy's name is, like, Stephen Upskeep. Uh, upskeep don't, oh. I don't know. I just mean it like that. Yeah. I wish, um... That WBEZ, the one that's in Chicago, mm-hmm. they have a morning show, and it includes, it's a man and a woman, why can't I think, Jim White, um, mm-hmm. that did Making Obama, Making Oprah, mm-hmm. but they only do some of the clips of the show for the podcast they release, not just oh, like, yeah. Yeah. they made me want to write a letter. Like, they made me want to say, <laughs> you better me. give me okay. everything Jen White says every morning. Thank you. I don't care about the other person. That's I would so like funny. all her clips. Thank you. <laughs> um... I'm subscribed to um, Two Dope Queens, mm-hmm. 30 for 30, okay. Angela Yee's Lip Service, Anna Ferris is Unqualified, Another Round, Code Switch, Caliphate, that's the new show from the New York Times. Okay. Oh, the one that's scripted or like it's, on... It's like a long-form narrative about um, ISIS. Um, death, Sex, and Money... Um, embedded, food for thought. I like that one. Um, fresh air. I listen to a lot. Um, so okay, now that you you're Nancy. making podcasts, do you feel like you feel differently? Like, do you listen differently when you listen to Absolutely. podcasts now? Absolutely. I think before it's I don't well it's I I definitely listen differently, but I don't know whether it's a product of me like, working in podcasts and, like, listening to them all the time, or if it's just growth, you know, that would have happened regardless. Um, I pay a lot more attention to production value. Um, I, like, when things feel... There's certain people and certain times that where I feel like it's, like, um, hit the button, record, publish. The magic is there. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there's other times where I feel like a little bit of extra, you know, production, a little bit more um, production value, like, makes me appreciate the final product a lot more. Okay, so I don't know if you listen to Amanda Seals' podcast, Small Doses. I haven't listened to it, but, but I, I, I like Amanda Seals. I can say, if you do one episode, I do think you'd like it. Okay. Because the reason I like it, but now I listen because I'm like, I really want to find out who edits or does the podcast because mm-hmm. they know exactly what to emphasize. Like, mm-hmm. like they put in little noises or little things. It reminds me, like, a couple of times with Kid Fury. Like, you know, they did the fire, like, the mm-hmm. crackling things. Like, mm-hmm. But they do that every episode with her. So, mm-hmm. like, the different things she might emphasize or, like, mm-hmm. things I'm like, and they know how to do it for her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, not many people get, especially in podcasting, like, how to do that for a certain person or, like, not yeah. be overly annoying. Like, okay, right. okay, you don't have Where to keep like doing kitschy. this, everything. Yeah. And it's like, no, it fits her. So mm-hmm. I feel like you would like it, especially, like, the production of it that they do put effort in. I'm going um, to subscribe right now because I, I really like her. Her Instagram presence is everything. It's so good. Um, I say start with the, you can listen to the episode you want, of course, but mm-hmm. the Robert Glasper one, if you've listened to his music, it's just, um, I really like their conversation. She only does Friends. So it's friendly. Um, oh, so it's I like, like that. friendly, rude kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Like the episode she has with King Bach, she was talking like a few things. She got like a little bit real, but you could tell he appreciated it. He was like, Yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, It was just like that friend, like, Yeah, I was yeah, up this, things. There's <laughs> really nice when, you know, like um, you feel like there's a rapport between the host and the, and the, the people that are on. Sometimes that's really nice, you know. But sometimes I like when. Uh, it feels like they're never going to talk again. And you, you're just like, I just experienced a moment. like A conversation that will never, never probably happen, happen again. again. They don't have better conversations on the phone, like outside of mm-hmm, this or something. Mm-hmm, <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. putting me on. I'm trying to think of an example. <sighs> when Stevie J was on the read. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I remember listening to that and, like, just feeling nervous. Like, getting nervous as if I was in the room or Mm -hmm. something. Like, it was a live show almost. Like, Mm -hmm. like you can control it. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel like you've met the people that were influential to where you are now? 
Um, there's like two stages, right? Like, so I feel like before I had a job and when I was in grad school and I was just like hustling and stuff like that, I kind of like wrote myself into the room. <laughs> like, for example, doing like the Reed's live show and stuff mm. like that. Like, I literally sent an email to their Ask the Read email box and they connected me with their manager and blah, 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 blah. But like, you put the effort in. I, I put I the put effort in. I was in hustling. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like to get the job that I had, like I was doing side projects and I was in grad school, so I was, um, I was tired of. I was tired of. Um, how do I say it? I was tired. I was really drained from the job hunt. That takes a lot out of you, especially in a very competitive market like New York. There's just so much, so many, so much. You know, you're never gonna be the only person. Exactly. There's <laughs> always gonna be like one person that they're hiring and 700 applicants. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you always feel like you're throwing your resume into the the void. Um, and so I focused on like making my own stuff, um, and that's how I m- made the connections that I did that landed me a job was by making my own stuff, even though I'm not doing it anymore. Um, but yeah. I think I think that's what's really important is like if you don't if you can't make any if you can't make any strides in order to to come up then focusing on yourself and focusing on what the resources that you do have and what you can do um and then focusing on the people around you instead of the people that are in the spots that you want to be in. If you hadn't mentioned that I would have totally forgot. What was it? Prism? Well, prismatic. Well, prismatic. I'm yeah, like, yeah. what? If you hadn't mentioned that, I would have thought about, yes, yeah. that is what you were doing. Yeah. You were hustling <laughs> I was hustling. <laughs> I was hustling. You know? I remember the graphics. I liked it. Yeah, shout out to Will. He did a really good job on the illustration. He was, I mean, that's what, but that's how it came. Like, on that project, it was, um, I knew that we wanted to talk about it was at a time where a lot of us, well, a lot of us were getting really activated and really, um, we we felt super traumatized every time we looked at the the news. And I mean, not a lot has changed, but <laughs> at that time it was like a flashpoint. Like you know what I mean. And so I knew that we wanted to have a space to talk about those things. And I looked around and at a friend that was studying art and doing illustration. I said, "Hey, you want to do the illustration for this podcast?" He said, uh, "Absolutely." Um, I knew another girl who was an activist, so she knew a lot of like community organizers, and I knew that's who we wanted to talk to. So it was like looking around instead of looking up. Which was smart. <laughs> and how you did it. I tried. <laughs> what is a podcast? So, you know, you're talking to somebody, and you're like, I work in podcasting, and they're like, oh, it is a podcast. <sighs> it depends on the demographic of who I'm talking to. Okay. <laughs> if it's somebody <laughs> old or... I might say that it's like a radio show, but online. Um, I feel like we might need that on a thing because a lot of people say that. Yeah. Like we might need a sign that says it's like a radio show, show but online. online. Oh, people come to us. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, when I'm trying to explain it to my grandma, I'm like, Grandma, grandma it's like, you know, it's like, uh, like, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the radio personalities. And it's like... Tom Joyner or Ricky Ricky Smiley or like, but like online. Um, if I'm thinking about it in an abstract sense, I think a podcast is just, it's a audio experience that is published online, I guess. Like, because I think when people think of like a radio show but online, they think naturally of like, Maybe, like, a conversation between two people or mm-hmm. multiple people. But that's not, like, all that that podcasting is and can be or should be. Like, uh, it could be super experimental and non-narrated and um, sound design could... The sound design could be, like, really sparse or, like, really full. So, like, I guess... Yeah, I guess what I would say is that it's it's... How do you say it? It's an intentional audio experience that someone publishes online. Okay. I like it. And shout out to Ricky Smiley. And I, feel like, <laughs> I don't even know why I thought about Ricky I feel Ricky like um, they missed a big chance on turning his radio show into more of a podcast. Because if you would have told me Fraternity Test Tuesdays is dropping on Tuesday mornings, when I tell you I'd be waking up live tweeting Fraternity Test Tuesdays. 
They release it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They give me my fraternity test story, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna come here and live tweet this story with mm-hmm. y'all. Like it's just more complicated for the whole radio show and signing on my computer and right. just trying to get that right stream. Right, and right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, do you have a favorite podcast? <sighs> That's so hard. Um, I've favorite podcasts. <laughs> Like for different moods and okay. different times of and, day and different activities. Let's do this. What is your podcast top five? Let's try uh, it. Like of all time? No, just like as of right now. As of right now? Yes, as of right now, you would say my podcast top five. Because I say mine, but I'm like, at any point in time, it could change. Next week, it's not going to be the same. I mean, the read is going to be on top, but the other one's <laughs> going to change. <laughs> um, Let's see. Top five right now. Um, in no particular order. Okay. Um, the read would definitely be on there because I listen every week. I think that it's hilarious. It feels like real comfortable. Um, this is so hard. I love Song Exploder. Okay. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. I love Song Exploder. I just recently found it. Like and. I was listening to an episode uh, with, what's her name? Kimbra? She was in that, remember that guy? He had, his, his name was like Gautier or Gautier. Yeah. And he had that song, like, Somebody That I Used to Know, and it was like everywhere for like a year. Uh, she was on that song too. And she had this song that kind of sounded like Santa Gold a little bit. But it started with, like, these drums, and they, like, told you how, like, they built the entire track from, like, the ground up. It was really cool. Um, I've only listened to Solange's episode of that. Oh, there's a she Solange has one episode? From for which a one? A Seat at the Table. I don't remember which song, but she, oh, um... Count me in. There's an episode there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really love, um... Hold on, let me make sure I get the title right. So the read... The song Reed Song Exploder is on there. Um, what's the name of the other one that I like? Okay. I really like Where Should We Begin by Esther Perel. That, have you heard it? Yes. It makes okay. me feel like I'm in somebody's therapy room, Yo, and I the be in nose, there like, oh my God. The nosy side of me is like... All in, because what she, okay, because <laughs> what she does is she's a therapist, right? And she lets you in on one session from a couples counseling session. Um, you don't know the people's names, and you don't have more than one episode with the couple. Like you only get one episode with them, but because there's that distance, they let loose and just talk about all the stuff that's happening in their relationship in such a frank and compelling way that I've n- I really never heard. Um, it's it's very, very, very good. Yeah. The, an episode dropped today, and that episode was about a woman, or was it the last, it was this episode or the last episode, the woman was, um, she found out her husband was cheating because she went to the doctor, and she found out she had gonorrhea. And that's when oh she found God. out he was cheating, and he was cheating at, like, massage parlors and stuff. Oh. When I, you know, it's hard to ruin an episode because there's going to be so much they talk about, oh. and I'm just telling you what happened, and that's oh. in the episode notes, so, like, it's okay. not everything, so, but, like, um, the things they get into, like, I don't know, how do you even find that story? Okay. Like, I just, oh mm. my God. Um, I love Nancy. I love that show. I think it's so, it's so well produced, and it, it feels just, like, so nice to listen to. I love listening to it on, like, a Sunday, like, while I'm cooking or cleaning. I feel like the personalities matches their graphic, and I don't know, like, how the thing yeah. is, but it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it, everything is very, the brand synergy is strong with that one. It's very, it's very good. Um, and five. Is this my fifth one? Yeah. Um, the Reed, Song Exploder, mm-hmm. Esther Perel, mm-hmm. what you just said. Um, uh, Nancy. Nancy, there we go. Um, what's another one that I like love? There's not another one where you're like the day it publishes, you see it on the app or something. You're like, oh, no, it's Tuesday. Uh, um, the thing is that like I feel like with a lot of talk shows, I I, I have that feeling, but I really, really, really like these long form, like more. 
like in-depth shows and they only last for a certain amount of time so like they might not be at the top of my mind because they're not in my feed anymore like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. uh, were you a fan of like the making oprah making obama i love making oprah was a masterpiece all like almost as good as like oprah's theme song from like the early 90s like <laughs> so good, a bop. Like you hear it. Oh shoot! A bop. Oprah coming up. A bop. And I loved the access they had, and Oprah was actually on the show. It was so good. I loved making Obama. It was a little bit harder for me to get through because it was a little bit. Um, it felt denser. Um, Very much. So. Yeah, and like drier. Um, but it was still really good. Um, do you? Yeah. I know you listen on the Purple app, but do you listen on Spotify at all? <laughs> on the Purple app, um, I don't have Spotify. I use uh, Apple Music okay. because I have a student discount okay. that I still have. From well, the podcasts school. are free That's on Spotify. If you do buy on the app, and I'm just saying, I do think you would like RME Matters. Really? Yeah. What's it? What's about? Um, so it's um, Chad Foster, Black okay. Host. Okay. Okay. Um, and he interviews other R&B artists. So he's done Tang. He's an Brandy. R&B artist too. No, Chad. Oh. Well, Chad. This is the thing. Okay. Janelle, Janelle, no, Tony Braxton said, I can tell by your voice that you, can that sing. you sing. And Chad was like, so we're going to change this subject. So <gasps> it sounds like Chad does. I live for, you know what? But Tony I Braxton, live, like, but she like called she him called, out she on called it. Him. And I was like, you want somebody that knows music says that? Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell he was like, I, I don't want to deny this. But. I love, I love when, um, when somebody, I, I live for a mo- like a host who like can sing. But like never will. <laughs> like I love Hey Fran Hey. I love it. I, have you ever heard her sing? Um, there's this YouTube video of her singing like a demo for Kelly Clarkson. Okay, so you know she's sang a couple of times on the podcast, not a lot. Yeah. But when um, Lewis York was on the show, mm-hmm. did you? I'm not sure if you listened to the episode yet, but he says. Um, her friend, that's her best friend, is like they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, "Well, you know, it's um, her singing is accessible." Like he says it, and a thing like it's like they skip over. Like like Fran was like skip past that. Like, 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 it was like scratch. I mean, you could hear her sing, and it was like so other things that were going it's on. Just so things. funny to me because it's like. <laughs> so now I'm gonna have to look that up. I haven't oh heard a whole God, song, just a little ten or fifteen seconds. Amazing. She'll give us on the friend zone now. Like uh, they, she also like there was that moment when. Her, Dustin, and Asante were, um, like, freestyle. You know how they freestyle at the beginning? And they had, like, somebody, like, gave them a beat or something, and they were, like, really going in with the freestyling, and she, she, she like, lay, you know, went to the studio and dropped some beats, like Nene says. Mama never told me love would leave me short and blue. I got misery, because I know loving you's a sin. You got me on my knees praying and I don't give in baby you and me never ever could have been I got misery cause I love you till the end and it was it was so good and I just like I I think it's so funny cause it's like when people ask you like um, what superpower do you wish that you had I'm always like Mariah Carey's voice, Whitney Houston's voice. Like, I, you wouldn't be able to shut me up. <laughs> I have Whitney Houston's voice just sitting there, just running. Like, running. Can you shut up? Tennis shoes on. You know? I just want you to know that I could do it. Exactly. If I was talented as Jasmine Sullivan, like, it would be in my interviews, like, <laughs> you would ask me something rude and I would do a run. Like, do you, exactly. do you see what I can do? So do you see the talent? I think I think it's interesting. But so. I, I guess, like, sometimes, you know, people want to keep a, pe- a piece of something for themselves. So if you do decide to try Spotify podcast, mm-hmm. I do think you will enjoy that. I, I will. I and will. It's, a, it's a Spotify exclusive. Yes. And Lizzo's podcast also. I have so such I a, listened to I a couple of episodes so of hers on Spotify, and I just, I really felt it. I'm like, we need a podcast that's by a woman in music mm-hmm. that, like, this is big. Like, yeah. the conversation she was having, it wasn't just like, oh, you're black and you work in music. It was, like, about yeah. the actual artist. And, like, yeah. it was just the connecting of it that I was like, yes, bitch, this yeah. is what we need. Like, not not somebody and getting got, introduced to these people, but somebody's right. like, no, I know what this is. Let's right. talk about it. Like, right, you know? right. I already, we're starting from this level already. Like, I I think she's got such, her songs are so catchy and she has such a good personality that, like, her show is like, it, it's like a no-brainer. Like, it makes so much sense. Have you seen that video of her? Like, um, she, I think she posted it online 
when all the Kanye stuff happened. And she's like in this like rainbow bo- like jumpsuit, bodysuit. No. And she's sitting on the back seat of like a um like a golf cart. But it's like she's clearly like had just performed or is going to perform at a like in a concert or something. And she's just looking at the camera and she just goes, Bye bitch. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so funny. I'm I, I saved it to camera roll. We'll be using it for lots of different situations. You were like, got it. You know? <laughs> you know? She's uh, it's so funny. I remember I found you because you know I'm a stalker. <laughs> um so I'd be on Twitter like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Who is doing this? Mm-hmm. And it was like a black dude? <laughs> you know, it's a black dude involved, you know, with bringing this show. Mm-hmm. And then I liked him. The venue at was a new school. Yeah. I feel like I always say it wrong. At um, Tushman. Yeah, Tushman. Um, and I was like, okay. And then, you know, just running the show and that you had the idea because it was like before that, you know, the different venues, I just felt like that venue really fit them, mm-hmm. especially for that show. So mm-hmm. I really liked that. Yeah, was it was like, really fun. It was a great experience. Great from experience. there, moved on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, from there, I... Um, I, what happened after that? I was making stuff and I ended up um, working with um, another friend that I knew from undergrad who's a fashion lifestyle blogger um, named Natasha Nianen. And she was an, I interviewed her on my, on Prismatic. And then um, my friend Natasha told me that she was going to be on a podcast at Pineapple Street or that she got, asked to be on a podcast on Pineapple Street called On She Goes with Aminatu So. Um, and she was like, Josh, she, she's Ghanaian, but she, like, talks with, like, almost like a British accent sometimes. She's like, I'm not going to try to do it. But she's like, Josh, like, I got this email from this place called Pineapple Street Media. Have you ever heard of them? And I was like, bitch, I will kill you. <laughs> like, are you like, kidding me? When you know me? what it is. Yeah, like, exactly. What somebody and you've been else following talking about, and you're like, don't so play with me. Like, what? You know? And so I was like, hey, like, if you run into a producer, let me know. Here's my resume. And she introduced me to a producer. They met me for um, for lunch. Um, and then they gave me an internship. And I worked really hard. And then they, they hired me as an associate producer. And then I worked really, really hard. And they promoted me to an, to a producer. So it it's awesome, like, working at a place where you feel like um, that supports you as much as your... They see your hard work and they support you as much... How do you say it? They see your hard work and they want to reward your hard work. And so they, they see, see you. you grinding. Like, you know what I mean? They see your hunger. You feel seen. It's not like seen. when you leave work, like a lot of us, and you're like, do they even know what I do? Or okay. like, do they appreciate what I do? I've they don't even too. know what the fuck I do up in I've there. Like, there I run that shit. Like, I, okay, <laughs> I've been there too. I've been, I've worked jobs in retail. I've, uh, you know, I like was in school forever. So like, I, I understand what it's like to be working real hard and not feel seen. So I'm just like taking each moment as as it comes and enjoying it, you know? Well, I mean, I see the hustle. I want you to know I appreciate <laughs> Thanks, it. Barry. I mean, not many people can say they work themselves from intern to, you know, not in, Not in this day and age. And not in a short amount of time. Okay. And not at a big media company. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like I see it as a big influencer on podcasts right now. I mean, you guys did just release that one, Netflix. I'm like, you know, you've done podcasts in New York Times. You all, they don't mind working with people and saying, you know, I'll do this podcast and it'll be great. Right. And they also don't mind, you know, developing talent. Like, that's something that is really hard to do. Like, um, we just started this fellowship that is for um, underrepresented voices. And I feel like that's really important because um, I feel like, podcasting and radio um, can be a really revolving door because people end up hiring people within their own networks. And the people, if you look at podcasting, you look at public radio, who is that? Like white (laughs) men, white men who went to like liberal arts schools in Massachusetts and, you know, and like, uh, like Ivy league schools and stuff like that. And so it's not necessarily, I mean, a lot of times, I'm sure it's 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 a like a, a malicious thing where it's like, you're black, I don't want you. But I think a lot of times also it's just a product of 
access. Yes. And it so really is like that. I absolutely. my friend, you know, when you already are friends with people or you know there's a network of people that you're around, you're not necessarily searching outside of that network because you don't have to. Yeah. Like you know I can find somebody that builds podcasts. I don't care if it's another white man, I know the white exactly. man and he builds a good podcast. And that's so whack. <laughs> that's so whack because there are people who all they need is like technical skills like are something that can be taught. Like you can teach somebody to edit. You can teach somebody um, how to make a prep sheet. You can teach somebody how to uh, do a pre-interview. But you can't teach people how to understand story. You can't teach. I mean, you get. I guess you can, but it's harder yeah. to teach somebody how to understand story. Like, and there's people who just grow up with like a. Everybody has a family member who's a natural storyteller. Like they tell story in a compelling yeah. way, and they you already understand. know when they start that okay. the story is going to be good. It's like you're good. ready. You're like ready. My grandma <laughs> used to tell a story like nobody's business. Like you know, like when they take their little breaths and stuff, it's about mm-hmm. to get deeper. Mm-hmm. Like oh no, <laughs> and they open their mouth, and you're like, wait, hold up, let me get a snack first. <laughs> like you let know, me sit down. let me sit down. Hold on. <laughs> so start I, again. Start again. <laughs> I think that it's 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 a thing of. Uh, People just need access. Like, people need to make the effort to develop talent and to give people a shot and to teach them. But like, the thing is that people are so risk risk averse that they they all they see is dollar signs and they don't see the social impact that they that they have the opportunity to make in the spaces that they are. I feel the same way. I feel like when you see it, it's kind of like the read or something like that. Like when people really find it or like, they're like, oh my God, black people exist. Oh my God, they do this too. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I mean, honestly, I didn't know that podcasts were a thing that like I would ever be interested in until I heard people that sounded like my friends in them. Like, you know what I mean? That sounded like my family. That sounded like people that I know, like, and talked about stuff that I cared about. Like, I, like, I mean... I was hustling and stuff, but like I, on my commute to work, I don't want to listen to somebody talk about how they're an entrepreneur. That's just not my taste. Like you know what I mean? Like I, that's I, not what you're looking. And that's for. not what I'm looking for. I'm looking to, like, if I'm listening to a conversational podcast, like I'm, I'm looking to feel like I am. I'm looking to feel. This is what I'm looking to feel like. I'm looking to feel like I invited a bunch of friends to my apartment. Mm-hmm. They're at the kitchen table with wine, and I'm cooking, and I'm just listening to their conversation. That's what I feel like. I should feel like the third friend that's just chilling. I can't really input my like what I want to say, but I'm just like. But listening I'm still saying to them. it exactly. Like. I'm listening to them, Kiki, and like I feel included, you know. So, in like uh, entrepreneur pod- podcasts and stuff like that, like I know like a lot of people that like live and die by them, but like for me, it's always been more about like. Shows about like culture and like trash television and music and <laughs> stuff like that that I like to talk about with my friends. I fully understand that. Yeah. I feel like that's what I look for. Like lately, I was like, at one point, I was like, oh my god, there's too many comedy podcasts. Like every comedian has a podcast, and I'm like, oh, there's another comedian with a podcast. <laughs> Thank you for not talking about politics. You know, who are you gonna tell me about? Your mom, your aunt, your grandmother, your okay. bad life. I'll anything, take it. Give anything, it to me. Anything, <laughs> like, anything, so that I do not have to read the news. And have these push notifications come to my phone. That's all I'm doing. And yeah. I don't even do push notifications. Like, when I'm listening to things, I'll be like, mm-mm, mm-hmm. mm-mm. It's hard, though. Like, I tried to turn all of mine off. And they still come. I'm like, I didn't I tell you that I don't care? I, I do care. It's just, I can't, I can't care. I like the game of opening Twitter and scrolling to the top of my timeline and trying to figure out if I can figure out what happened <laughs> in the last few tweets. Like, I like to, like, okay, with all the things I have muted, yeah. let's see what caught through the filter mm-hmm. and, like, what I might need to know. And, like, there's sometimes I miss big things. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you miss things. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it used to be. Like, right? Like, if you weren't sitting at the TV watching the news, you didn't know what happened. But then I listen to read... a podcast that's exactly. pop culture or something. And they say, and I'd be like, I didn't know that Trey Songz like, might have did something to somebody. Exactly. Like, What's going on? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I'd be wishing that, like, most podcasts that cover pop culture, it almost feels like they cover the same subjects. And I was like, at one point, I was rude on Twitter, and I was like, I wish I could hand out subjects so, like, we could all cover <laughs> all the things that I need to cover. I need some people to cover my TV shows. I need some people to cover the t- Twitter drama. I need right. some people to cover, like, other right. things. Like, but sometimes it's things. nice to hear, like, you go to certain people for certain things, and sometimes it's nice to hear 
this person's take on it and this person's take on it and this person's take on it. Um, but I do think, I do agree in, in that I feel like people are, we were talking about people, like businesses being risk averse, like individuals <laughs> are risk averse too and they're scared to sit down and brainstorm and think of new formats and new ways to podcast, right? Okay. Um, you work at Pineapple Street Media. Yes. What podcasts have you worked on there? Um, so, I've worked on, um, let me see. Okay. So, yeah, I do work at Pineapple Street Media. Um, I work on a show called Never Before with Janet Mock. Um, I'm the lead producer on that. Um, I am an associate producer on a show called Unhappy Hour with Matt Bellasai, which is like kind of like a a late night talk show. It's like real goofy and fun and comedy. So I I, I love that. Um, I worked on a long form documentary called Heaven's Gate, which was an experience because mm-hmm. uh, it was about a death cult. So imagine like researching death cults for like nine months. <laughs> um, Your Google search history is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. <laughs> Um, but it was really, really a great experience. I got to, it was like the first time I worked on like a really big documentary. Um, I'm the lead producer for a show called Still Processing from the New York Times. And... Does it feel good when you hear your name at the end? <laughs> like at the end of a podcast? Yeah. Like when I hear your name when at the end of Still Processing, I'm like, oh, Josh. Like when I was um, working on Insecurity and uh-huh. like, you know, they said my name at the end. Uh-huh. So I was like, that's Barry. And I'm like, yeah, that is me. That's me, Barry. It does feel nice to hear your name at the end of stuff that you like work really hard on. Um, but it feels, ev- how do I say it? It feels nice to hear your name at the end of things because it's like, you spend all these hours going through tape and like researching. And so like when you, it's like when you write a paper in school and you write your name at the, I remember when I was really little, I used to like write my name like at the top right. And my mom looked at some of my homework and she was like, why do you write your name so small? Like you need to write it in bold. Like, you know what I mean? That's how I feel when I, yeah, that's mine. (laughs) Like I did that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, And it's also nice when someone someone reaches out to you and is like, hey, have you ever heard of this show? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I heard your name at the end of it. And so I'm like, so then why did you ask me if I've ever heard of it? I'm like, please, me. <laughs> like, did you think they were lying? Right, or like... right, right, right. Um, it's, it's, so yeah, it feels really nice. Um, I'm trying to think of the, if there's anything else. I'm, I'm working on a show for Netflix right now called You Can't Make This Up. And it's a... Um, it's like a book club, but for documentaries that are getting released on Netflix. So there was an episode for Wild Wild Country, um, and they they basically take a host, and then they, the host talks to like the director or producer, and they talk about like all the, like how, how it was when they made it and stuff. That's really fun. That's neat. I saw that um, on Twitter today, and I was like, "Look, they about to come. Mm-hmm. They coming. Y'all yeah. ain't ready." <laughs> like, yeah, I was just like, I saw it when. Gilmore Girls um, came out last year, the year before last, on Netflix, and um, there was some the guys. The reboot. Yeah, the yeah, reboot. Yeah. That was just a thing. And then there were some guys that have a podcast that were involved, like they made sure they were in a, se- a couple mm-hmm. of scenes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was Netflix, but that means they kind of get it. And then like the response and like other little things with podcasts mm-hmm. and like the guys and like how like revved up it was because there was other things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they kind of get it. But Netflix gets it. I feel like they had... I'm a Gilmore Girls fan, so they had yeah. did uh, coffee shops um, I all never over. Could get into it. They did cut Luke's coffee shops all over, and when I tell you, I left work early to go to a coffee shop just so like I could be in Luke's. I'm a fan. I know. Like, I, can tell I people, like, like that. I if like anybody that about ever want to like say something? I'm a fan. I'm a real fan. It's fun being a fan. <laughs> it's fun being a fan when I mean, it's fun being a fan when. You're a fan of something that's not garbage or yes. problematic yes. or like something like that. I but, love being a fan of great things. Okay, <laughs> I've, but it's fun. It's 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 fun connecting with people over like these things that like exist in media. It's fun seeing parts of yourself reflected back. It's fun to uh, just enjoy, sit back and enjoy something happening. You know, like I I never understand it when people are like act when people act like. Uh, 
like like they're too cool to like things like like people don't like things like why can I like things I don't get that um you are a part of podcasts now and you're part of live shows yeah. what do you like about podcast live shows like is there any podcast that you're like that's that live show I'll buy that anytime like do any podcasts make you feel that way yet um yeah I think like with live shows I feel like it's a perfect opportunity to a like incorporate your audience because of that because of the medium and because of the 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 distance like it's nice to like exist in one room and like to interact and it's also really nice I love it when hosts and shows take the time to um think about how their show could actually translate into a live experience. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like, that means that your live show, you can't put on your feet. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's, like, too visual for it, for someone at home to experience, and that's fine. I talked to people about that, and I was just like, some people don't understand that. Like, they'll be talking about things in a show where you can see they're reacting to things. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear they're reacting to the show, and you're like, what's what the happened? visual? Give me what a happened? picture. Like, somebody make the picture for me exactly. real quick. <laughs> exactly. So I think that, like, you... I, I really like it when people take the extra time to think about how they're going to actually manifest and transform their show to a live experience as opposed to just an audio experience. That that lets me know that, like, you know, they care about their craft and what they're doing. Is there any podcast tip you would have either for a live show or audio that you feel like this is what I hear or, like, this is what I'm annoyed by? Um... Excuse me. As far as audio, I get a lot of questions like, uh, I want to start a podcast. What should I do? Do I have to spend a bunch of money? And the answer is no, you don't. Um, but you, people, people, okay. People think that podcasts are like, what blogs were a long time ago and a long time ago like (laughs) you know in like 2005 (laughs) uh, (laughs) where everybody's like oh well if you don't have a job just get a blog like you know what I mean you'll get a job like you'll become an influencer it's fine the market is so saturated with podcasts now like you have to really 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 put in the effort to make to differentiate yourself and make yourself different from everything that else that's out there um so i guess that's a long way of saying i i really find it annoying when people just think that uh oh like i'll just put a mic in front of me and like that's that'll be it like you you have to have an angle you have to have like a hook like you like have to think about format like i really like it when people i I, i'm falling more in love with like um What's it called? Uh, like longer form, uh, deep dive mm-hmm. podcasts, like limited series, seven episodes. We're talking about this topic. This person's going on a journey to this place. Like I just think that's really cool. Like because it and it's easy. Like honestly, if you're out there and you're trying to make a podcast, like what's easier? Like going on indefinitely or like spending your time on seven episodes and making them really, really good. You know, that's what I was thinking about. If I want to explore more in podcasting, I might do something with that. Yeah. To like say, okay, what if I like plan something out, but it's only just this little thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'd be talking to people about different ideas and I'm just like, what if you did? I'm just like, what if you diaried out something? And it was only just like that little bit of time. And it exists in this one moment in time. Like there's all kind of books or things we like that just, you know, it's just that short thing. Like, oh my God, it was so good. And I (laughs) wish we did more of that in America. Like. In England, they do a lot more of, like, on TV, like, they do a lot more of, like, miniseries where it's, like, mm. 11 episodes of this TV show and it's done. Like, Let's uh, try. You know? And, I, like, uh, did you ever watch Big Little Lies? Yes. HBO, we're talking about. Yeah, the one with, like, uh, um, all, the, with, yeah, all yes. the white yeah, okay. girls mm-hmm. and, uh, and Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> yes. Um, so good. It was really good. Uh, and it was supposed to be a miniseries, but they're renewing it for season two. And... I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see season two, but there's something to be said about, like, 
making something that exists in time and then it's over and it's done. You can go back and revisit it when you want to, but like it doesn't have to live on and on and on and on and for for it to be good. There was someone I was talking to I just smoked less weed. Um, they said, what if Scandal like had only did that for the first season? They felt like they threw everything at the wall the first season, and then after that they were like trying to recover it throughout mm-hmm. you know, different things. And I was just like, there's a couple of things. There, there was a season of it that would just hit so hard. Yeah. But, I was listening to um, Keep It from Ira Madison, and um, Kara Brown was on there talking about how like season two of Scandal was like the best season, and I completely agree. Like... It was, I loved it when it felt like a procedural, like she was going in solving cases, like when it went off the rails with like her and the president and stuff, like I was just, I was out. It was a little bit much for me. It was a lot. But I did appreciate all of them when she was solving a case and yeah. when she was coming through with an outfit okay. and a hairstyle. Some popcorn, some red wine. She was, yeah, sitting on her couch like, how am I about to solve this situation? Right. And we were right. all like, does everybody got their wine? Okay. Everybody- <laughs> that was really fun. And that's another thing that I, I think people should think about more is like how to socially engage um, your audience and how to make podcasting more shareable. Like Mm. the more innovation that we have on that front, the better off the entire industry would be. Like it's really hard to share a podcast. It really is. Like it doesn't exist in text form. I mean, if you have really good show notes, I guess part of it does. But like, it's not the same experience as as hearing somebody talk with the like timbre of their voice and like the just like the tones and stuff like that. So the more we can think about like how to share it, there's better. things wrapped up in will people share it? Like I feel like there's things I talk about that I don't share necessarily with people. Like. <laughs> Even the mm-hmm. other day when we were talking with someone and they brought up Zane, I'm like, I would have, I read Zane books. Mm-hmm. I don't have no problem with Zane. I know people shade Zane books. Uh-huh. Personally, I love nervous. Like, there were other <laughs> things. Like, but I'm like, it was entertainment. Right. I don't need to shade all types of like entertainment. I like hood books or like, you know, right. things. But I'm like, if you ain't never got into it, you don't know the life. Like, and some so, of it is a personal experience. Yeah. It's a personal experience. I'm yeah. like, when you have it and all your friends are reading the same books and y'all are entertained and mm-hmm. like your friend can hit you up and say, oh my God, did you just finish, you know, Jaquavius and Ashley's mm-hmm. new books or, you know, other things. It's just like the spirit of it. Yeah. And I feel like, and, when people make it seem more open, which is how Hood Books got on the New York Times bestseller list and they didn't have a problem, mm-hmm. it's just like opening up that space. Like, yeah. hey, talk about this book and talk about it with your friends. And that's, that's why true. you got your little questions in the back and stuff like that. That's true. And I'm like, you see them being bashed about, like, in colleges and, like, in hair shops. Like, girl, I just finished this book here. You can read it. And I'm like, yeah. it needs to be that kind of, like, you want to talk to this about somebody else. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To encourage that. But yeah. not everybody is down for that. But I'm like... To give you an example, mm-hmm. right now on Twitter, mm-hmm. for Why Don't You Date Me, I'm in a tweet thread that has been going on for a little bit, I think over a month, mm-hmm. and every time a new episode comes out, we talk about the podcast. So, like, it's the morning of, and, like, the podcast drops, and at least one person says, guys, it dropped, and then we come behind it mm-hmm. and play things. And that's what we just talk, and it's just three or four of us, uh-huh. and we talk about the episode and break it down and go deeper into it, but I'm like, it's finding friends, like... It's me and other people I do not know. Like, we don't, all we know is we listen to this podcast, but I'm like, how can podcasts really, like, it needs to be a fan site that people actually like or something? It's like, how can they take advantage of it? I'm like, I've always thought there was an idea that I wrote into the read the first mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and I was like, y'all should have um, a forum on y'all site. And mm-hmm. they said it on the what they said it on the show, like, maybe we'll do a forum when they were talking about different things they do, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I really think if they had had a forum on their site or different things where you can talk about the show or, like, fans can gather, that's how you create, like, little fanships. That's that's how you, like, go somewhere and there's all these geekdom. I've been thinking um, in my head just about, like, are you doing things to make a fanship grow. Like, right. are you thinking about, you're thinking about a show, but like, what if I want you, if you want to be a fan, how can I make that easy? Yeah. And how do you talk about it? Yeah. For me, it's like partially like with the merch. I just feel like whenever I'm wearing a shirt, a podcast shirt, people ask me about Automatically it. Automatically starts so a conversation. That's why I'm like, mm-hmm. let me give you a shirt. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully you'll buy a shirt. People will wonder what that is mm-hmm. and you'll go from there. Exactly. So, yeah, I to- totally agree. And that's why I feel like everybody should have merch or like different yeah. things that they give away. Yeah, like physical things that like people can carry around with them. Like, I definitely agree with that as well. Especially if it's, you know, um, funny. Like, <laughs> people just don't spend time on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people don't spend time on many things like I just wish people would spend more time on things we'll see 
what this is heading into. Huh? I said, we'll see what this is heading into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like someone will get it right or somebody will come into it like, I kind of want to burst on the scene a different way mm-hmm. and everybody gets a keychain mm-hmm. with my little logo on it. Or, right. you know, like something that's free that are going to make other people say, we should be giving out our exactly. things for free or like so exactly. other people talk about us. And I'm like... That's when you see a musician, they'll give you a poster. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. other things that, like, when you're growing up or you want people to talk about you, you'll be like, let me give away some free stuff that you'll, mm-hmm. like, wear or your keychain or something that other people see and they're going to ask about yeah. it and go there. Like, it's branding 101. So I'm like, why are these people out here going to be like, I'm trying to burst on the scene mm-hmm. and I want all the money. Storm it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast and Color the Podcast. And this little message is if you aren't satisfied with your podcast app and you want other options and, you know, you're just not, you're getting into podcasting, hit me up. Let's talk about it. I'll send you other podcast apps for your phone that you might like. It's the kind of thing that I do. I want you to be satisfied with your app. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, know there's always CastBox or Radio Public or Overcast that you can use. And if you're on an Android phone, you can still use CastBox, Radio Public, and Podcast Attic is one a lot of Android people talk about. So if you're looking for podcast apps, just know there's options. I'll see you all in two weeks.